This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Welcome to my friend's erotic stories podcast, Reddit's Best Erotica, where we listen to the best erotica from our friends online. Relax as you spice up your day-to-day lives with a little bit of naughtiness. And our girl of the story, Anastasia Kavitko. Her Instagram is linked below. Check her out while listening to today's story for a great listening experience. Today, we would visit our friends from our slash erotica author, Upstairs Innocent, tells us a story about his relationship with his wife's sister. Sit back and enjoy the story. This is our friend's erotic story. The next story is posted by user Upstairs Innocent from r slash erotica. The title of this post is The Wrong Sister Part 6. Sit back and enjoy the story. I left Wills and headed home, my head swimming with far too many emotions to deal with effectively at once. The most prominent is anger. Anger at how he's treated me, how he acted, how far he had been from the man I had grown to love. Love, I'd told him I'd loved him too, and that had silenced him. Shock, embarrassment, I couldn't tell, and I was most likely never going to be able to ask how he felt now after all that had transpired. All I can do is softly tap my forehead against my steering wheel in frustration, wishing I could have those words back. Hannah is waiting for me at home, and without getting into what fully transpired in my lackluster attempt to save her marriage, I tell her that Will wants no part of raising her and Justin's child. I console her while she sobs, and do as I said I would do. I tell her that she can do better. Honestly Han, I say soothingly, my arm around her shoulders as we sit on the sofa where I'd taken comfort from her husband after our mother had died. Honestly, I think it's for the best. If you want this child, and that's what's important to you, then go ahead. You don't need Will for that. But, he must hate me. I hate that he hates me. She sniffs. I think he hates himself more, and you can do better than him. You can find someone who wants this family with you. And if not, well, I don't think I'm doing too badly on my own. I don't say Justin's name, but considering how I know he's always felt about my sister, I know that if she offers the chance for him to be in their child's life then he would take it with both hands. Hannah stays for a little while longer, composing herself slowly until she's fit to drive home. She thanks me and tells me she loves me. And while I feel better about myself than I have done previously after fucking her husband, it still stings how I let her gush about how great I am after all that I've done to ruin her marriage. And I am as much to blame as Will. As I get into my cold bed and look up to the bedroom ceiling I wonder how different things might have been had we not met on their wedding day. Will wouldn't have consummated the marriage that night but chances are in the morning they would have. Han would have made it up to him and they'd have started their marriage off on the right foot. I didn't sleep well that night. A few weeks pass with life continuing, as it often does. In that time a few things of note occur. The first is that Hannah tells Justin about her pregnancy, and unsurprising to me at least, Justin is incredibly positive. Hannah tells me over dinner one night how excited he is, and how supportive he wanted to be. He'd even asked her out on a date, which she was a little unsure about considering how soon it was after what had driven the stake into the heart of her marriage. But I know what will come eventually. I can see it in Hannah's eyes. That first thing directly leads into the other. While I remain silent with Will, 
and he with me, Hannah still needed to resolve and untangle her life from him. So it's of little surprise when my sister messages me one night to tell me she's officially Miss Vokes once more, rather than Mrs. Kelly, that her marriage was over. Will is single. He is, however, still painfully unavailable to me. It's not like I can tell Hannah what happened between us and how I feel about him ever after how he treated me the last time I saw him. It's something I just need to try and move past, to ignore and concentrate on being better than I have been before, even when I really don't want to. It's not like he's got in touch with me, heeding my angry words as I left his home of not getting back in touch. All I know is through Hannah or my dad, who tell me he's put their house up for sale. Everything else about what is going on in his life and how he might be feeling about me is a mystery. Until it isn't. It's been two months since I last saw Will and I'm in the process of cooking dinner for me and my girls when the doorbell chimes. Setting the gas on the hob down low, I exit the kitchen and head to the front door, pulling it open to see Will standing there with both his arms behind his back. It's the last thing I expected, and both the thing I dreaded most and wanted most all in one six-foot-plus package. I inhale and try to compose the complex feelings of seeing him again, as he smiles somewhat awkwardly at me. Hi. I open my mouth to speak, close it, then open it again when I think I've found the right words to greet him. This isn't a good time, Will. I tell him weakly. I know, he quickly says. I know. This will be quick. I promise. He shouldn't be here. Why is he even here? And why are his hands still behind his back? Before he can say anything else though both Gabby and Joe have come to the door and leapt to give him a hug. They scream his name, excited to see him again. I've not had the heart to tell them that they might not get to see their Uncle Will again, a man they hold so dear. I still don't know whether they will see him again, which makes this meeting incredibly awkward. I cross my arms, shaking my head as I bite my lower lip and try to keep a lid on my temper. Gabby talks to him excitedly, her words rapid as she holds onto one of his hands, the other remaining behind his back. He's hiding something. Gabby, Joe, I say, voice throbbing with anger, which both my daughters immediately recognize. Joe turns back to me, face wide and innocent. Mummy, can Uncle Will come to my birthday party? She asks, bouncing excitedly on the heels of her feet. I don't know, Joanna, I say, wishing she'd not asked in front of him, or even asked at all. Another reason to be angry at him, considering I'm going to have to let down my daughter and make her upset because he decided to come round and remind everyone he exists. Get inside, I growl. And the girls finally do just that when they hear the frustration in each syllable. I hear them disappear back into the kitchen as I step outside and close the door behind me. Thanks for that, I say, turning my frustration to Will now. I'm looking forward to having to disappoint Joe and tell her you can't come to her party. Can hardly have you attend the party considering Hannah's going to be there. And she should be there, he adds, head bowing solemnly. I'm sorry, I am, for everything. But I didn't know how to best do this. So, I'm here now. My eyes glance back down to the arm. That's still behind his back. I feel like I know what it's going to be. Flowers. Really? You think that flowers will make all of this better? After all the things you said to me last time. How you acted. Will glances at me and his eyes drip with sorrow as he shakes his head. No. No nothing can make how I acted last time better. He says. All I can say is sorry. And that... No, I won't make excuses. I was out of order. You were. And it isn't flowers. His hidden arm extends, and in his hand is a tall, rectangular box. I stare at it, trying to get my head around the fact 
that it isn't flowers in his hand. A pause. This is Legavula. It is. It's my favorite whiskey. I know, he says with a sad smile, then takes a deep breath as if preparing to say something he's been thinking over for a while. You can do what you want with this Izzy. You can pour it down the sink. You can throw it at me. God knows I deserve that. You can drink it alone. But if you can find it in your heart to forgive me for all the shitty things I've said and done, I'd love to share it with you. 2. Make you dinner one weekend. When the girls are with their dad, I'm dumbstruck. My eyes are fixated on the box up until the end of his sentence. When they finally look up to meet his. A date, I ask slowly, and Will shakes his head. No, no, well, maybe eventually. But I want to make amends first. I rub my face and run a hand into my hair. This is what I want, isn't it? A chance to date the man I love. And here he is, on my doorstep, showing me how well he truly knows me and looking at me with his big, doleful eyes and asking me out like he's some awkward teenager. Exhaling, I look up to the sky, because the answer I desperately want to give, despite everything, just isn't coming. It's not that simple, will I eventually say. Yeah, yeah I know. Just, well, you don't even have to think about it. I know it's complicated, but you miss all the shots you don't take, right? Better to know rather than die wondering. I nod sagely and take the whiskey from his hand, looking down on it as I try to work out how to proceed with this. Thank you for this and the apology. It means a lot, I say, looking down at the box in my hands rather than the face of the man I love. You can't come to Joe's birthday, I know, but you, if you want you can come round in the evening to see her. When everyone else is gone, she'd like that. I look up to see Will smiling. I try one to but can't seem to manage it. Despite offering this olive branch, I know things are still a mess so I know I can't get too excited. If anything they're less messy now, and inviting him around makes things worse once more. But I tell myself I'm doing this for my daughter, and that at least makes up the majority of the reason. We finalize arrangements quickly before I'm called to finish making dinner for my small family. The girls immediately probe and ask if Will is coming to Joe's birthday party and I tentatively give them the hope that he might come later on if they're good. It satisfies them both, at least in the short term. That night my thoughts go back to Will without the same animosity I'd felt before, and I wonder whether I'm making a huge mistake in giving him this chance. My heart silently screams, for him, begging my brain to not be so cautious so that, for once, I can find happiness with someone. My mind is having none of it though. We have been here before, it cautions, and there is far more at stake with Will, Hannah, my family. Despite knowing I should feel better for speaking with him, all I can feel is a looming sense of anxiety with every day that passes as Joe's birthday approaches. How will I behave? How will I act? Will we kiss? Will we do more? He gets in touch the night before to confirm when the best time is to come round and I advise sometime before bed to ensure no one is around. For Hannah, I tell myself. Even though if my brain could raise an eyebrow at that rationale I know it would. When the Saturday comes, I find myself caring more about seeing Will than I should. It's just a kid's party, but I prepare for it like a date, shaving my legs, wearing my most expensive perfume and then putting on my best underwear underneath a figure-hugging red dress. Both of my daughters are suitably impressed, calling Mummy beautiful several times as the first guests arrive. It's not just Joe and Gabby that notice the effort I've made, Hannah who has come with Justin, makes a comment too. A single dad here you have your eye on. She asks coyly when we're in the kitchen alone. I don't have the heart to tell her who it is I have my eye on, 
though Joe almost puts me deep in the shit later on. I'm washing the dishes, with Joe's dad running through some party games in the other room. When Hannah comes and finds me again, I eye her as she leans against the counter, her hands pressed to the subtle bump under her dress. So Joe tells me Will is coming round later. Gotta meet Joe. He is, I tell her, not looking from the sink as I wash a baking tray. He asked if he could come round and see her on her birthday and I knew they'd both want to see him. And I didn't want to cause a problem by inviting him to the party, especially seeing that you brought Justin along. I turn my head and see Hannah looking at me, lips thin. Yes, well, I didn't think it would be a problem, she says. It isn't Han. I assume it's not a problem, Will visits. No, no, of course not. She replies quickly, then inhales and seems to relax. Just hard to get used to not seeing him. Will you say hello for me? I smile a tight smile and nod and Hannah waddles back off to the living room, giving me a chance to exhale the anxiety I felt at Hannah talking to me about her ex. I can't help but wonder whether she will put two and two together and realize that the effort in my appearance is entirely for her ex. The party winds down and children leave with their parents goodie bag in one hand and a slice of cake in the other. As soon as the last kid leaves Joe is asking when Uncle Will is coming round, apparently as eager as I am to see him. I send a quick message to tell him that he's free to come over any time, which he replies to promptly so he can tell me he's on his way. I'm putting some rubbish out when he arrives. Stopping at the door, I watch him come up the drive with a smile on his face and his eyes subtly checking out my dress. I feel a little underdressed. He says with his trademark smile, tugging at his long-sleeved band shirt with the hand that isn't holding a bag full of presents. You've not just had to host a party. I reply with a grin, instantly feeling better for being around him again. Despite knowing I should feel wary, there are certain expectations on the kid's birthday circuit. Will, he laughs and my heart soars, for hearing it. When did I last hear him laugh? I'm amazed I don't swoon in front of him. To save myself from embarrassment, I indicate he should follow me inside where he is soon ambushed by two young girls who are even more enthusiastic about his appearance than I am. For the next few hours, I am essentially forgotten, but that's okay. Instead I get to watch him play with my daughters, taking turns playing the new game he'd bought for them on their game console. I take my time just watching him act, so patiently and kindly around them, only getting the odd glance off him which I return with a smile. I've never felt anything like this, for anyone. I realize, this close to bursting with love, where I want to go down the street and knock on everyone's door so I can drag them to my home and bellow at them how much I love this man, that he encapsulates everything I could ever want from a lover, confidant and father figure to my children. Then that pang of anxiety hits, as I remember I have no idea how Will feels and doubt sets in again. Maybe he's only here to be friendly with Joe and Gabby one last time. Those pangs throb away inside of me as I get them ready for bed. I worry that, as Will waits for me downstairs, that the girls will be too excited for bed. But the hectic nature and excitement of the day has thankfully exhausted them, and both of them are out cold almost the moment the lights are out. When I get downstairs, I close the living room door and find Will sitting on the sofa looking apprehensive. I tilt my head at him and quirk my lips slightly. Everything okay? I ask, feeling that anxiety seep into me again at how uncomfortable he looks. Leaning over his knees with his hands clasped together. Yes, I mean, is I need to apologize. Properly. For last time. He doesn't look at me as I sit down on the sofa, not quite beside him, and continues. I wanted to make excuses for how I acted. 
how I was in a dark place, and that people always take out their pain on those they're closest to. But that's bullshit. There aren't any excuses for what I did. Most of it was self-loathing, and I just took it out on you because of how close we've been. He sighs and continues. I was a prick, Izzy, and I'm so sorry I hurt you, especially after what you said, as you were leaving. Will looks at me then, his eyes dripping with sorrow and I think to myself his pretty eyes should never look so grim. I sigh softly and decide it's better to be honest with him. Yeah, it did hurt. A lot. Because I thought you were better than that. But we were a mess. Between us we were a total fucking mess Will. Everything we did was a mess. As for what happened, you apologized. And I've had enough fake apologies over the years to know you mean it. I should be wary, but I find it really hard to be wary around you. A soft chuckle comes from his lips, and I see some of the stress leave his body. I thought I'd blown it, he says with a rueful shake of his head. Thought I'd lost any chance with you. I swallow hard hearing that, and feel incredibly nervous as I query what he means by that. Will looks at me with a quizzical frown on his brow. Like, I know it's complicated, but these last few weeks, and even before that, I couldn't stop thinking about you Izzy. How you make me feel. How comfortable I am around you. How I don't have to act around you, I just am. It just feels so easy. We share smiles with one another, while I feel like my chest might burst. It almost sounds to me like he might feel the same way. I take a deep breath, savoring this moment, then exhale and stand up. Would you like a glass of Legavulin? It's not been poured down the sink, he asks, mouth wide with a genuine smile. I make a dismissive sound and turn towards the kitchen. Whiskey that good would be more likely for me to have finished it by now. Pottering into the kitchen feeling, as good as I have in months, I pull the glasses and the bottle from a cupboard and place them on the side. My concentration is such that I don't hear movement behind me. So when the strong hands go to my hips I jump slightly and turn my head to look up at Will. Need any help? He asks. No, I think I've got this. I answer breathlessly, still looking into his handsome face. Ice. He doesn't reply, at least not verbally. Instead his mouth drops to mine and, for the first time, I kiss Will with none of the baggage that has followed us over the months we've shared one another. Or at least none of the significant baggage. Anyway, he's still my sister's ex, I suppose. My hands reach back and hold his head as we make out, running into his short hair as his hands smooth up my dress to cradle my breasts. I groan as the brief touch awakens my body to him, despite the dress and bra being in the way of my hard nipple. Feeling him touch me like that means it's no surprise to me when my kissing becomes more urgent. The drink's forgotten as we seek to make up for lost time. Our bodies press desperately against one another and Will quickly moves his hands down to the hem of my dress, which he starts to pull up my pale thighs. Just like almost all our other times together, things move quickly. But is that what I want? A part of my mind shouts then, and I pull away from the kiss. No, I breathe and Will pulls away. Sorry, sorry, he says, hands now off me as he steps away with his head down. I should have. Sorry, I'm moving too fast. I quickly go to him and grab his hand, squeezing it as I move into his line of sight. No, it's not that. Well, we are moving too fast, but it's the place. I don't want to fuck you here. Not this time. I want you in my bed. Will looks at me for a moment. You sure? He asks. And in answer I squeeze his hand and let him out of the kitchen, turning the lights off downstairs as I lead the man I've been dreaming about to the place I've been dreaming of taking him. Closing the door of my bedroom, behind us, I turn to find myself immediately in his arms. 
We kiss once more, and my hands start pulling up his shirt to reveal his strong torso while the zipper at the back of my dress is pulled down to the small of my back. We have to be quiet, I whisper, my hands pushing into his chest so that he falls back onto the end of the bed. I quickly straddle his lap, and he unpeels my dress from my torso before pushing his head between my breasts. Air is forced from my lungs at his reverence. For me, his obvious attraction to me is something I'd forgotten the feeling of. But the way he kisses my chest and pulls down the bra I'm wearing to suck and nip on my heart nipple reminds me fiercely of what it's like to be desired. Get me out of this dress. I pant in his ear, and that lust that is always underneath the surface with us rears its head. Will rolls us over so I'm pinned underneath him before he stands up and pulls my dress down my legs. Followed by my panties. He quickly joins me on the bed once he removes his jeans and boxers, his naked body crawling above mine as we make our way towards the headboard. His strong hands pin mine into the pillows and we look at one another for a time, breathing heavily. My head stretches up to kiss him, but he moves it just out of reach, a playful grin just visible in the dark of the room. Want me to beg? I ask quietly, smiling back at him, my nipples brushing his chest. Because I will if that's what you want. Not this time. Just sit back and relax. I owe you something. Will kisses my lips lightly, and then lets go of my hands, letting them trickle down the insides of my arms until his thumbs brush around my nipples. I whimper at how gentle he is, then groan as he kisses down my neck to my shoulders, and slowly his kisses trail down my breast to my soft stomach. I want to tell him that he doesn't owe me anything, but who am I to argue when a gorgeous, handsome man wants to go down on me? He doesn't immediately go to the honey pot. Instead he teases me, kissing my milky white thighs and nuzzling into my well-groomed tuft of hair. My breathing becomes slightly labored, just watching him, and I can see a mischievous look in his eyes as I look down. Oh so I do have to beg, I whisper, my fingers running through his short hair. His answer is a shake of his head, followed by his tongue dragging slowly up my slit. And then I'm unable to make eye contact with him any longer, and I let my lover do what he wants to me. One hand remains in his hair. But I don't guide him because it's clear he knows what he's doing. I shudder and softly moan with every slide of his tongue against my lips, the tip of it gently teasing my clit with subtle little flicks. Like a paintbrush on a canvas, each one makes me gasp a little louder, sounding like a thundercrack in the silence of the house. Oh fuck! I hiss when his mouth latches around my nub, and he sucks hard, and now I do look down at him. His eyes are looking up at me, watching as my free hand pinches a nipple. Will's response is to push to fingers into my sex and I have to slap my hand over my mouth quickly to refrain from waking up the house. The dual sensation of his mouth around my clit and his fingers in my pussy is exquisite. And it is soon joined by his other hand groping and kneading my now free breast. My back arches and I moan louder into my hand, not daring to grab a pillow lest he does something to make me scream in the millisecond my mouth would be free to tell the world how fucking good he feels. I try to give him a warning. Before I come undone, a slight tap of fingers on the skull which would mean nothing. He knows my body though, and as it starts to shake he pushes his tongue into the folds of my sex and tastes what he has so perfectly given to me. When was the last time anyone had done that to me? Never mind given me oral, but made me come so fiercely using their mouth. These are the thoughts that travel through my dazed mind, vaguely aware of will kissing my thighs again. His stubble tickling me slightly. I whimper pathetically tugging on his hair to try and pull him up to me. Let me taste me, I whisper when his face hovers over mine, and we kiss slowly as I taste the sweetness of my release on his lips. 
You were delicious. He tells me, kissing my blushed cheeks. Do you need a moment? I'm sensitive from my climax, but nowhere near enough not to want to be joined with him again. I shake my head and kiss him again, my legs spreading and welcoming him to me. I just need you. I tell him truthfully. Even though I said I'm ready, he's still gentle as his large cock pushes into my sex. He groans delightfully above me, my hand holding his firm ass and guiding him into me. My other hand is in his hair, gripping it lightly while his strong arms sit like pillars either side of me. And above me is the face of perfection, of my Adonis, of the man I love. God how much I want to tell him, that as he slowly strokes into me, how I know I can't. When the feeling gets too much, I look away, instead focusing on where our bodies join and seeing how our hips move perfectly together. My pelvis lifting just as he's at his deepest. Izzy, I feel fingers on my chin, guiding my face back to meet his beautiful eyes. There's no pause in our love making, but I can still feel time stop as his lips move. I'm in love with you. All the pain other men have ever caused me becomes inconsequential. All of those men were just stepping stones and lessons to be learned so that this moment could happen. So I could have this man in my arms and cherish him. So I could hear those sweet, blissful words. I love you too. I whimper, my hands gripping his face and kissing him fiercely so I can convey those feelings better than words ever could. God I love you so much. I rasp, our lips snap away from one another as the intensity of his thrusting grows. Once more he leans up off of my body, his cock now thrusting hard and deep into my pussy so that my tits jiggle in time with each thrust. Will reaches over my head and grabs the headboard with one hand while the other hooks behind one of my legs and bends it back so he's taking me at a slightly different, deeper angle. I watch as he uses the headboard for leverage, marveling at his power and how he uses it so well on me. My arms cling to him, holding onto his shoulders so that I can press my face into his chest to desperately try and prevent the cries that so badly want to escape my lips. Nails dig into his skin, and I hear him grunt from the sharp pain and then he starts to take me harder. It's so hard to be quiet when the man of your dreams is fucking your brains out. I'd certainly not anticipated it being like this after we'd said what we'd said, but perhaps that's who we were. Two incredibly passionate people who just love to fuck one another this intensely. God you're so fucking good. I hear him groan through his assault on my pussy. I'm just lying here. Let me on top and I'll show you how good I am. He drops, wraps around me, and with some slight awkwardness we shift so I'm on top with him still deep inside of me. Impressive, I say as I lean up, straddling his body as I start to grind down on his cock. Will grabs my hips and guides me onto him his body moving faintly with mine, my pussy gliding up and down his thick shaft. I bite my lower lip as I start to buck onto his manhood, exhaling infrequently through my nostrils as I start to ride him hard. His hands move from hips to breasts, and he pushes them together before fingers and thumbs pinch my hard nipples until they ache and I whimper out a curse into the night about how good he feels, planting my hands on his chest so that my tits are pushed together between my arms. I ride my man hard. Curled hair bounces in my eyeline as I look down at Will, hands smoothing down my sweat-slick torso as I approach another release. Fuck me, he rasps. Fuck me. My pace is electric, and my features contorted in a desperate need to keep quiet until my head tilts to the ceiling and I let out a silent scream as my body shakes through another orgasm. Will grabs and pushes my breasts together, thrusts deep into my sex and spills himself deep into me with a guttural grunt. I collapse onto him. And his arms wrap around me. I've got you, he grunts as more ropes of cum pump into me. I've got you. I could lay here for eternity, 
with his hand stroking my hair and his arm tight around me. Certainly I could drift off, my eyes closed and my body full of bliss for the man who loves me, smiling to myself. I look up towards him and find him looking at me. Happy? He asks. You have no idea how much. I tell him, pecking him on the lips. Want to stay the night? You have no idea how much. He repeats, and we both chuckle in the now quiet room as I cuddle up to him and rest my head on his chest. And so, for the first time, we sleep together. We don't immediately sleep. We talk quietly with one another. We kiss and touch and caress the bodies we love so much. And because it's something I need to do, I suck his cock before finally sleep takes us. It's barely dawn when I wake. The noise of clothes being put on waking me from my very pleasant dreams. My eyes search in the dark for where it's coming from, and I find Will pulling his trousers on, and suddenly I fear something terrible is happening. You're leaving? I ask, voice thick with sleep. Hey, he whispers, turning to me as he pulls his shirt on. I thought I should. Probably should have discussed this last night, but we probably don't want the girls finding us like this, or me sleeping over at all for the time being. I slump down onto the bed and let the anxiety fade away. He's right, of course. I don't want them to know this is happening until I know for sure it's real, even though I'm pretty sure it is. You're right. At least let me get up and make you a coffee before you leave. His body returns to the bed, and I feel a firm but kind hand on my bare shoulder pushing me back into the mattress. No, get your sleep. He tells me gently, safer that way. Do you want to do this again sometime? Do you always ask silly questions when you're half awake? I groan and weakly smack his arm. Fine, I grunt. Um, the girls are with their dad next weekend. You could come over and we can spend the time together. We could do that. Or you can come to me and I can cook for you and treat you how I've wanted to treat you for months. I smile and reach up to touch his face. I'd like that, I tell him. And I lean up to kiss him lightly before he stands up and goes to the bedroom door. Izzy, um, I love you. Oh, I don't think I will ever get tired of him saying that to me. I swell up inside and press my fingers to my lips before blowing a kiss to him. I love you too, I whisper. He leaves and I fall back to the same blissful sleep he'd put me into. And for the next week I hover in the clouds with my happiness. I am better around the kids, better at work. The world just feels sharper and brighter. All because I'm giddy with excitement for seeing Will again and the various late night calls we share only confirm that. When I reach his on the Saturday morning, I don't think I'm in my clothes longer than five minutes. It's amazing what phone sex can do to people when they can talk but not touch. And for the next few hours, we spend it in his bed, a new one thankfully, making up for lost time. But we can't stay in bed forever. The body has other needs than just the touch of my lover's hands on my body. Around midday we head downstairs, in dressing gowns to make lunch, and I stay close to him. Savoring almost being mine, as he makes us something simple. When the doorbell rings his hands, are busy chopping vegetables, and he turns to me and asks me to see who it is. Probably a neighbor, he says. I don't even think twice, only making sure the gown is covering up my naked form so that when I'm opening up the door they're not getting an eyeful of flesh. I open the door and my heart stops, dead as Hannah stands in front of me. We must be as shocked as one another. I watch the color flood from her face as I feel mine do the same. It shouldn't happen like this. I just needed time, I think. But time is up, and my sister's face contorts and shows her emotions plainly as she cottons onto what she sees. Shock, then revulsion, and then anger. And I know that time has been called, and my penance is about to be served. 
that was one. Hot story from our friend. Make sure to listen to our episodes coming every few days. You can subscribe and go to our Patreon down in the description where you can listen to the episode uninterrupted, buy ads, and a few new episodes for just $1. And for the first month only, I will do name mentions for my patrons on any tiers. It would help me do this every day. And for you to get alerted and not miss any of your friends' erotic stories.